This time on Geek Pod Blue. Warning, station is now code blue. Welcome to Geek Pod Blue. I am your host, Hugh, and this is day 10 of the 12 pods of Christmas. Now, I have to admit, I was starting to run out of ideas because, uh, I mean, this is a lot of work coming up with all these ideas. And uh, Lady Laura, our Geek Pod's own Lady Laura, had a suggestion for me. So thank you very much, Laura, uh, or I would have been scrambling around for another subject for this segment and episode. Uh, but she said, hey, do you know what the origin of the ugly Christmas sweater is? And I said, you know what? I do not. So I've done a little research and I put some stuff together and we are going to find out about the uh, history of the ugly sweater. However, before we do that, uh, just before I started recording, I did get a text message that I'm guessing I have to read on the mic. And Paul says, On the tenth day of Christmas, my Hugh friend gave to me ten new ideas for the next regular Geek Pod recording sometime in 2020. So, what is a sweater? A sweater is a kind of a, a knitted top uh, using yarn and, uh, you know, looped yarn a lot of times is knitted using needles and things like that or knotting yarn together uh, to create a piece of fabric and then creating a garment out of that. Now, since knitting did not require a large piece of equipment like a loom, it's been really hard to trace exactly where it began. You know, you know who created the first loom because it's a big thing and it was a big deal. But uh, knitting itself uh, has no specific origin that we are aware of. Now, the earliest example of a garment made by two needle form uh, the two-needle form of knitting that we know of are uh, the whole Egyptian Coptic socks, which date back to 1000 CE. Now, many examples have been found by archaeologists of socks, which were made from white and blue dyed cotton and had symbolic patterns and things weren't woven into them that were supposed to protect the wearer. Uh, as we know, uh, many of those ancient uh, civilizations were very superstitious and, uh, of course, they probably saw this as another way to protect themselves. Now, the uh, modern cardigan sweater is named after James Thomas Brudnell, the 7th Earl of Cardigan. Now, he was a military captain who led uh, troops at the charges of the Light Brigade into the Valley of Death, and his troops were outfitted in military jackets that they nicknamed cardigans, and uh, that's where the, the name of the cardigan sweater comes from. 
Christmas-themed sweaters, however, were first produced on a massive scale in the 1950s. Uh, as uh, Christmas became more commercialized, uh, you know, uh, they saw a lot of manufacturers saw an option to create products that people would want. They were originally called Jingle Bell sweaters, and uh, in the, the first uh, when they first came out, they saw some you know popularity. But it wasn't really until the 1980s that the Christmas sweater tradition really took off. Now. If you think about what happened in the 80s, uh, you know, one example of Christmas sweaters is we have, you know, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. The other one has to do with somebody who um, nobody really likes anymore. And it's kind of sad that this tradition goes back to him. But it goes back to a comedian, a disgraced comedian, I should say, Bill Cosby. Now, during the 80s, on his um, sitcom, The Cosby Show, which... You know, prior to uh, the scandal that has rocked the entertainment world, uh, was one of the uh, most loved uh, sitcoms of all time. And uh, his character, um, Cliff Huxtable, always wore sweaters, uh, especially uh, awful, awful looking sweaters. And during the Christmas episodes, they kind of made a big deal about that. Now, that's really when, you know, they became popular and people started wearing horrible, awful, ugly sweaters around Christmas time. Now, this did die off to a degree. Uh, you know, people kind of stopped uh, doing that after the show went off the air. And through most of the 90s, eh, there, there wasn't really a whole lot of this, you know. Uh, people really didn't care about the sweaters uh, until the 2000s when it had a, had a resurgence and it has become what it has today. Now, uh, in the, uh, the book, The Christmas Sweater Party book, The Definitive Guide to Getting Your Ugly On, um, the authors... Uh, claim to have traced the origins of the very first ugly sweater party to Vancouver, British Columbia. Now, according to this book, two guys named Chris Boyd and Jordan Birch are responsible for the first ever ugly Christmas sweater party. It took place at the Commodore Ballroom in Vancouver in 2002. Now, they say that they set out to organize a cheesy, feel-good festive party, and the sweaters were a main ingredient of that. But they had no idea that they were creating something that was going to continue to follow and haunt us today. Now, in the past decade, the trend has picked up steam again. Uh, certainly, you know, um, since 2002 and, uh, you know, on now, you know, you can't go anywhere without somebody saying, hey, you know, an ugly Christmas sweater party. In fact, uh, the Geek Pod crew was at the uh, K-Rock uh, mall crawl or Santa crawl. Uh, this past, so it, was, it wasn't this past now, it would have been a few weekends ago now. And uh, I certainly, I mean, we saw plenty of people there. Our good friend, um, I don't even know what to call him, Carlton, Andrew, Andrew, Sean, whatever. Uh, he was wearing quite the impressive uh, Christmas sweater that looked kind of like a tuxedo. And we saw tons of them while we were out there. Everybody was wearing Christmas sweaters. And as you can imagine, um, you know, vintage stores and uh, Goodwill stores, you know, and a Salvation Army are making a ton of money now because people are going in there and looking for the worst possible sweaters they can find. We're talking stuff that they couldn't actually sell any other time of the year is flying off the shelves around Christmas. You can even find them in places like H&M and Nordstrom. I mean, it's it's crazy. They're actually selling bad-looking clothing. Now, it's it's gotten even bigger. You know, Jimmy Fallon has a segment he likes to do. Uh, there's been something on MTV. You know, I, I don't know anything about True Life, but apparently there was a documentary series called true life i love ugly christmas sweaters uh, maybe that means something to you guys i have no idea uh, it certainly seems though like uh, the christmas sweater is kind of a large-scale inside joke you know it's it was created by the industry 
It's been perpetuated by the industry. It's made its way into the world of high fashion. In uh, 2010, Italian designer Riccardo Ticci debuted a series of Angora pullovers, uh, which were ugly Christmas sweaters. Also in 2011, Dolce & Gabbana unveiled its collection of so ugly, they're beautiful Christmas sweaters, is what they refer to them have. Um, you can find them in Macy's now, Bloomingdale's, and even the NBA makes their own line of ugly sweaters. Uh, which is kind of bizarre, um, actually. Basketball players designing their own ugly sweaters. I don't know what that's about. Uh, but yeah, they've been seen uh, in on our runway shows and fashion and things like that. And it's not just limited to here, even though it kind of started here. Uh, over in the UK, they have something called Christmas jumpers because, of course, they take they call the words that we call one thing something else. Most of the time, I agree with them, but I don't quite get the whole jumper thing. That doesn't make sense. I mean, say, saying herb as herb because there's an H in it, as Eddie Izzard says, makes sense to me. Calling sweaters jumpers, I don't quite get it. But apparently, uh, that that's a huge thing over there now as well. Uh, partly due to uh, some celebrities who wore Christmas sweaters and uh, a scene from a Bridget Jones' diary where Colin Firth wears an awful Christmas sweater. Uh, so I guess this is going to be something that's going to take over the globe. I mean, if you, if you think about it, I kind of can't wait for the Japanese to get a hold of this because it's going to be totally fucked up. And eventually, at some point, they're going to turn it into porn like all things get turned into. So uh, I think that, you know, if you have a strong stomach, we may have some interesting Christmas sweater-themed things heading our way, you know, in the next 20 years once it's made its way around the world. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it. Sorry, this is a little shorter. There's not a whole lot to talk about when it comes to the Christmas sweaters, but we will be back tomorrow with day 11 of the 12 pods of Christmas. Until then, tuck and roll, kids. Geek Pod Blue is a Geek Pod Network production. Executive producers Paul Showens and Hugh Allen. Concept created by Paul Showens and Hugh Allen. Intro is Opportunity by Jameis Breed. Closing is Bucket by James Breed. Both licensed for use by Dennis Johnston. Want to help the show? Leave a five-star rating on iTunes. Geekpod can be reached at contribute at geekpod.com or send us a tweet at geekpod. That's G33KPOD. You can also find Geekpod on Facebook and Instagram. G33KPOD. That's G33KPOD. 